Please turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms 13, and we'll read uh, a portion there written by David that would probably reflect how we feel sometimes. We wonder, how long is this going to (laughs) take? I'm not going to preach long. <laughs> and some of you might think that. How long is he going to preach anyway? <laughs> but how long is this sickness going to hang on? How long are these bugs going to be around here? <laughs> how long is this going to take? How long before we have a change of weather? <laughs> how long before we have an improvement in the economy? Oh, these gas prices are, are high. <laughs> I mentioned the election. We we uh, we stopped answering the phone because of, of so many calls, and uh, then they started sending texts. And you can push, uh, you can put stop, but I don't think it helps. I think it just assures them there's somebody that would read their text, <laughs> and so they send it again. <laughs> we wonder how long. Well, here's David. Psalm 13 and 1, how long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? Can you relate to that? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? He's feeling... Uh, a lot of the ailments and the weaknesses of humanity. We all, we all go through stretches like that. We all experience those times when we'd like for things to be done and over. And Lord, let me step into the sunshine. I'm tired of this rain. <laughs> Amen. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful that the Lord, who inhabits eternity, not held by the constraints of time like we are, not worried about, uh, it's 11.30, and uh, we gotta, we got to get to the restaurant and beat the others there so that we can get something from the buffet. Well, how long? I'm glad our God is able to minister to us in his time, through his power. Amen. In the name of the Lord. You can be seated. God bless you so much. There are questions that we ask, um, I suppose, all through life. That's uh, when we have a quest for knowledge, that's a good way to to find things out, is to ask questions. And um, uh, we ask questions as an expression of concern, or could even be times of confusion. Uh, We're wondering why. Some things are going on. Some questions have a time stamp. They, uh, they, they fit within a particular time frame, and, and uh, sometimes that uh, time stamp is exhausted, and, uh, and our waiting is done, and the question is moot after that, and we don't, uh, it doesn't have an effect. David's dilemma, as he expressed it here in Psalm 13 that we read, he feels forgotten. He's asking the Lord, how long, Lord, are you going to ignore me? How long are you not going to hear my cry? How long are you not going to answer me? And uh, 
He has sorrow in his heart day after day instead of joy. And uh, things can lead to uh, despair and distress and depression to some degree. And we feel like that cloud is hanging over us. And, and uh, everywhere we go, we've got that, that situation taking place. But I'm thankful God does impart his joy. In fact, the Bible says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Another passage in the scripture says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Thank God that we're able to receive a power and that blessing from the Lord. David, however, is feeling oppressed by his enemies. He's had many victories. He's got many instances that he could look back to and know that the Lord has been there to provide for him. But it's so easy to forget when you're in the middle of the next battle. It just seems like they come over and over. But oh, how important it is to remember, uh, like the scripture tells us, the battle is the Lord's. Thank God we can put our hand in the hand of the Lord and know that there is strength and blessing that he provides. But time does pass. Delays do come. And we sometimes are left to wonder. Noah received the instruction to build the ark. And he got busy with that project. And you can imagine uh, not having uh, modern equipment, modern tools, and, and uh, means of moving the logs and, and um, making the planks and so on, uh, how long it did take. In fact, uh, uh, we understand in the scripture that it was over 120 years uh, that he was building the ark. But he took on that task. It was not easy. It was colossal. It was huge. A lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources expended in constructing that. But he understood it was to the saving of his house. And it was something that he engaged in day after day, week after week, decade after decade. He stepped forward into completing that task. But oh, thank God. When there came the time that the Lord told him to get aboard, and the Lord shut the door. The Lord was the one who put an end to the means of escape. And then the rains began to fall. It wasn't just the rains, however, that fell. The fountain of the deep, the Bible says, was broken up. There were underground rivers that surfaced, and the uh, water level began to rise, just as Noah was warned. Thank God that he took it upon himself to engage in that task without let up, without vacation, without setting it aside and saying, well, I guess it's been so long, I guess the Lord forgot. No, no, he stayed with it. Abraham and Sarah given the promise that there would be a child born to them. And they held on in faith. And I like how Romans uh, chapter 4 gives a commentary about Abraham and Sarah and how they trusted in him who calleth those things that be not as though they were. That's what our God does. We may not see it. We may not understand, uh, not understand how it's going to come to pass. But God says it's going to happen. Praise God. And we can believe that he's going to provide. And he's going to touch. And he's going to hold on. He calleth those things that be not as though they were. You keep praying for your loved ones. You keep praying for those backsliders. You keep believing that God is going to bring them again to these altars. Into this fellowship. Into his power and his presence. Into the goodness of the Lord. 
against hope. They believed in hope. They were not weak in faith. They staggered not at the promise of God. I love those phrases from Romans 4, and I want to apply them in my life. Praise God. I want to believe the Lord as well. I want to hold on to hope and believe in hope, staggering not at the promises of God, not being weak in faith, but moving forward in the plan of God. And finally, they saw Isaac born, laughter, rejoicing at the age of grandparents raising their own son. Praise God. Amen. I know there must have been rejoicing. I know there must have been a thrill. But, you know, there were dirty diapers, too. And a lot of laundry, too. <laughs> a lot of extra meals being made. A lot of concern about scraped knees and skinned hands and all of those kinds of things. You know, little mishaps around the campfire and uh, the camels spitting on them and all that kind of stuff. You know, they, 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 they had to scurry here and there. Leaning on their cane, maybe, I don't know. But they had to follow it through. Praise God that they did. Even though the time had passed, and generations waited and waited, just as Abraham and Sarah waited, just as Noah waited, but generation after generation waited for Messiah. When's he coming? We need him to be here. We want the promise to be fulfilled. We want God to send forth the Messiah. And thank God the time came. As Galatians 4 lets us know, when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Oh, I'm thankful that there would be that sending forth. And verse 5 of Galatians 4 tells us to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Oh, thank God that there would be that looking ahead to the redemption that was going to come. And the Lord would declare, the Messiah is going to be there. I'm sending forth my son. Thank God that he came himself, manifest in the flesh, displaying his love, bringing forth his power. Can you imagine the countdown, if, if you could say it that way, from the day of Pentecost and counting back to when the virgin would conceive. They would say now there would be Pentecost, which is 50 days after the Passover. And the Lord being with his disciples for 40 days. And they would be counting it back. He was in the tomb for three days. And then there's Passover. And 33 years plus before that. And then nine months in the womb. Start it now. Let the time clock begin. Here it is. It's going to come to pass. There is going to be the redemption. It may not have been measured in the way that we would measure it. But praise God. The hand of God was displayed. The power of God was revealed. His spirit was poured out. His name remitted sins in the waters of baptism for over 3,000. Oh, thank God for the power of the Lord as God would fulfill his word. Amen. 
the timeline of the Lord Jesus being born in Bethlehem, eight days old in the temple. Simeon holds him, Anna declares him, and then 12 years later, he is in the temple, astonishing all that he is speaking to about the law. 30 years old when he began his ministry of miracles, three days in the tomb, that measurement of time, but I'm thankful he's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's where we put our trust. That's where we call upon the Lord. That's where we believe for his power and for his goodness. How long? Hallelujah. How long? I like to think about the before and after of the miracles in the word of God. What was life like before the miracle? What was life like after the miracle? And those individuals had the hand of God come and minister to them in the midst of their infirmity, crippled and paralyzed, but God doing a work for them. That paralyzed man carried up on the rooftop because there was no room for them to get into the building. That man at the pool for 18 years, and or 38 years rather, the uh, woman who was bent over for 18 years, the young man born blind, uh, maybe he was 18. And so both of them would have a parallel time frame that they would deal with, just like Jairus' daughter was 12 years old and that poor woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. All of that time, oh my, what a difficulty, what a hard, hardship, what a situation that came to them as they would uh, recognize there's hope. There's one who is the Messiah. They're claiming him to be the Messiah. He is Jesus of Nazareth. We need to get to him. We need to be in his presence. We need to have him pray. We need to have him touch. We need to have him bless and thank God. Their time of suffering, their time of difficulty, their time of wondering how long is this going to be? How long am I going to have to put up with these circumstances? How long is this dread disease going to affect me? But thank God the Lord was there to minister to them. And the Bible lets us know the results were immediate. Peter's mother-in-law laying there sick. And Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the Bible says immediately the fever left her and she rose and ministered to them. Oh God, help us to hold on. Help us to believe. Hallelujah. Help us to trust you, Lord. The leper came to Jesus kneeling and beseeching him for the healing. If thou wilt, he said, thou canst make me clean. Jesus was moved with compassion upon him and touched him. You're not supposed to touch a leper. You're not supposed to be in their proximity that that didn't stop Jesus with compassion he reached out and touched that leper and declared I will be thou clean and as soon as he had spoken the Bible says immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed oh my what was it like for that man to go back to his family what was it like for him to greet his friends in the marketplace no longer did he have to cry out and clean. No longer did he have to remain a respectful distance or a, a, an accepted distance for them. No, there would be hugs, there would be handshakes, there would be smiles, there
there would be laughter. Thank God that our God makes a difference. Thank God that he steps in to our situation and changes it from how long to immediately. <laughs> Hallelujah. That cripple carried in Capernaum. It was noise that Jesus was in the house. Some people don't like noise. <laughs> Some people didn't get nervous about it. Oh, they holler and shout and spit and spray in a ball game and carry on for hours. But sit quietly in church. Let's all stand and be dismissed. <laughs> and so glad for it. Out of that mausoleum. <laughs> oh, God. We want to make noise that exalts the Lord. And not just noise for noise sake, but praise and worship. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for the power of the Lord to do a work. It was noise that Jesus was in the house. That's why it was so crowded that they had to go up, up on the rooftop and then begin to remove tiles, begin to remove roofing, begin to open up a hole so that they could let the man down. How many times had he been let down before? How many times had he expected help and fellowship and, and uh, good things to come his way and he had been let down. Well, he was being let down through the roof now, and he was going to walk out of that place. Hallelujah. Because the Lord would immediately do a work for him. Immediately he arose because the Lord said, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And that's exactly what happened. He went forth before them all. And so much that they were all amazed, the Bible says, and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Ah, now, in the presence of the Lord, the one who is able to make a difference, thank God, they would recognize it's changed now. Blind Bartimaeus cried out for mercy. He would not be silenced by those who told him to be quiet. But Jesus called for him. And the others assured him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And Jesus could do more than put a few coins in his basket. Jesus would do more than just pat him on the shoulder and say it's going to be okay. Jesus would do more than comfort. Jesus said, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately... He received his sight, and he followed Jesus in the way. Praise God. Oh, he didn't want to leave the presence of the one who spoke those powerful words to him. He didn't want to just go on his way and do whatever came to his mind and continue on with situations with friends that he had known. No, he wanted to stay with the Lord. God, help us to stay with the Lord. God, help us to remain where we can receive more of that power, more of that strength, more of answered prayer. Praise God. And witness immediate results that the Lord would bring. The lame man in Acts 3 being raised up. Peter declaring, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and immediately immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength praise God he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God you couldn't get him to quiet down you couldn't get him to sit still you couldn't get him to shut his mouth no over 40 years he had lived on this earth and had never taken a step in his life but now because of the power of God because of the 
Lord declaring that there would be healing. The name of Jesus Christ bringing healing. Oh, thank God that the how long can come to an end. How long can come to a stop. Hallelujah. And the power of the Lord being displayed again and again. Hallelujah. Eight years paralyzed. But Aeneas was visited by Peter. Peter declaring, declaring to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise, make thy bed. And he arose immediately. Praise God. Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. I don't know when the beating took place. I doubt it was... In the evening hours, I imagine it was late morning, early afternoon when Paul and Silas were apprehended for uh, healing that, delivering that young girl from demonic power. You would think there would be people who would be satisfied with that, thrilled with that, excited that the devil was cast out. And then these men were aggravated and they incited others to mistreat Paul and Silas who were beaten with rods and their backs bruised and broken and bloody thrust into the inner part of the prison their feet made fast in stocks that was designed to be very uncomfortable it was to add to the punishment of not just confinement but to also be constricted it was not a comfortable situation and it had been hours probably that had gone by, let's just say three o'clock in the afternoon that they'd received that punishment. And now here nine hours later at midnight, they're praising God. They're worshiping the Lord. They're serving the Lord with gladness. I don't know if they sang on tune or off tune, but they were singing and praising God. Hallelujah. And suddenly, praise God, the earth began to quake. The prison began to shake. Hallelujah. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. Oh, thank God the Lord knows how to bring a deliverance. The Lord knows how to get everyone's attention. The Lord knows how to bring a freedom and a power and a deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. It's midnight. It's early in the morning now. And the jailer and his family were baptized. They weren't waiting another moment. Amen. Thank God for the power of the Lord to bring about a deliverance in the moment that they needed it. Immediately God can work. Immediately God can provide. Suddenly there can be a demonstration of the power of the Lord. Maybe Paul thought of what Ananias spoke to him when he was recovering from his blindness on straight street. Why carriest thou? Arise and be baptized calling on the name of the Lord. Oh that's a good question for us to ask ourselves. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and step forward and be baptized in the name above every name. The only saving name given among men hallelujah under heaven whereby we must be saved in the early morning hours of that next day the jailer and his family baptized oh thank God for the power of the Lord the goodness of God that would come now Jesus came to redeem 
The fullness of time that we read in Galatians 4 was going to be fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Not just any day of Pentecost. There have been hundreds of days of Pentecost that the people had celebrated. But on this particular day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, there would be the fulfillment of God's promise of the pouring out of his spirit and the redemption of those who would look to him. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered together in one place, in one mind, in one accord. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance, oh, thank God that it can happen suddenly. The power of the Lord can be there to minister. And you look back on your time of seeking the power of the Lord and the Holy Ghost coming upon you for that first time. And you began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave you the utterance. Hallelujah. I don't know what it may have been like for you. Probably like me, you heard yourself speaking in tongues. You were amazed that God was filling you with his Spirit. It is happening to you. Hallelujah. And oh, the rejoicing. Oh, the worship. Oh, the love that you expressed to the Lord in another language that God gave to you as a supernatural sign that his spirit is dwelling within. Thank God that the Lord knows how to fulfill his promise. Amen. And the blessings of the Lord come about. The Lord will come suddenly. He's going to come suddenly. That's why he says, watch. You know not when the master of the house cometh, at evening, at midnight, or at cock crowing in the morning, thus coming suddenly, he find you sleeping and unprepared and unaware. No, listen for that voice. Wait for that shout. Ah, the trumpet is going to sound. Suddenly, it's going to happen. Praise God. Now, the Lord is not restricted by time. He lives in eternity. Isaiah 57 and 15 says he inhabits eternity. He's not captive of time. The scripture tells us one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Be sure of this. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We're not sure of the time that the Lord is coming. No one can pinpoint the hour. No one can predict when it's going to happen. We know it could happen today. It could happen next week. It could happen next month. It could happen next year. And oh, the important point is I need to be ready. Praise God. I've got to be in the place where he is going to call me out of this place into his presence forever. Thank the Lord. There was a time that the Lord asked how long. Matthew 17 and 17, they were trying to cast a demon out of a, of a young boy who was being tormented by it. And the Lord asked them, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? I would rather for the Lord to rejoice like he did in Luke 10 and 21, where the Lord rejoiced because he recognized the disciples were understanding how powerful his name is. And they rejoiced, saying, even the devils are subject to us by you 
your name. And the Lord told him, rejoice that your name is written down. Hallelujah. And thank God the Lord rejoiced because they were getting it. The Lord rejoiced because they were grabbing hold of the promise. The Lord rejoiced because they recognized how powerful his name is. Oh, I want God to rejoice when he sees what's happening in Sterling Pentecostal Church. I don't want him to say, how long have I got to put up with you? How long do I have to reach out to you and you ignore me? How long do I have to keep my word coming before you before you respond? I want him to rejoice that there's those receiving the Holy Ghost, that there are those being baptized in his wonderful name, that there are those who are claiming healing in the name above every name. Oh, thank God that the power of the Lord can be displayed. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. It is time. Amen. The Bible tells us to redeem the time. Making the very most of the time. Buying up each opportunity. Because the days are evil. Use the time that God has given for him and for his kingdom. The Bible says it's time to awake. It's time to awake. Now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Cast off the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light. Praise God. The time for action is now. Amen. Believing what God is going to bring forth. What God is going to provide. What God is going to bring into existence in our situations. He told John, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. John was writing the book of Revelation. John was finishing up the 22nd chapter. And the Lord told him, don't seal it up. Don't, don't, don't wrap it up and put a seal on it. That's what they did. They had scrolls. They rolled up the scroll. They dropped some wax on it. That's how they sealed it shut so that it would be secure. And the Lord told John, don't seal it. Let it be open. Let others read it. Let others know what's there. Let others be aware of what's happening. For the time is at hand. Yes. Yes. The time is at hand. That was written over 2,000 years ago. How long, Lord? How long are you going to delay your coming? How long are we going to wait? How long before we hear the trumpet? How long before we hear the shout, the voice of the archangel? Oh, my. <laughs> we need to be ready. Amen. And in your situation right now, you may be wondering how long. Let me encourage you, hang on till the Lord answers. Hang on and be ready for the Lord to answer your request, answer your need. Move into your situation. Praise God. How long, Lord? Amen. The rapture may not take place before I pass from this life. I don't know. If the angels come to escort me to my heavenly home, praise God, I'll be there waiting for you to show up. Amen. Ah, I'll be joining Sister Wade at the gate saying, here they come. Praise God. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the power of the Lord. And the re re recognition of what God desires to do. Yes. Paul talked about our light affliction. Yes. Light affliction? You only have to read 2 Corinthians 11 
the latter portion of that chapter where Paul lists the various things that he's gone through, the eight perils that he faced, the three times that he had been shipwrecked, the times that he had been stoned, the times that he had been beaten with rods. He, he's not trying to belittle our affliction. He knows how difficult it is, but he's making the comparison between our affliction and what's coming on the other side. <laughs> Amen. He says our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more an exceeding eternal weight of glory. Weight of glory is an odd phrase. i got to look into that a little bit more. Why does he turn them it that way? I don't know. But I want to keep my eyes on the glory. I want to understand there's better things coming. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Let's keep walking forward. Let's keep believing the Lord. Let's keep, keep standing on the word of God. Let's keep believing him for his promise. For in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, and the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Thank God it's coming. Thank God the power of the Lord is there. Thank God we can put our trust in him. How long is it going to be? I don't know. But I'm going to stay ready. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to believe God for what he has promised. Praise God. Now David goes on that, that bent of how long. But you go to the end of the chapter and you see he's renewed his faith. You, you see he's holding on. He said, I'm trusting in mercy. My heart rejoices in salvation. I will sing to the Lord. He hath dealt bountifully with me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm thankful that's the outcome. I'm thankful that's how it's going to end. I'm thankful that's how God's going to bring us through every trial, every test, every difficulty, every need, every situation that may try to wear us down and wear us out. God is going to deal bountifully with you. You can sing to the Lord. You can rejoice in his salvation. You can trust in his mercy because that's how it's going to turn out. Praise God. The power of God is going to be there. We may cry out in our humanity and in our weakness. We may cry out in our unbelief and our struggle. How long, Lord? But thank God he's going to be there to provide for you. He's going to be there to bring forth his power. He's going to be there to minister to your need. Hallelujah. Let's just determine in our hearts, I'm going to hang on forever how long it takes. Praise God. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to slip away. I'm going to move into the promises of God in an even greater measure and an even greater way. Praise God. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. That he is the God of all time and eternity and will take care of us in our need, in our time, in our situations. Praise God. Stand with me now, please. I know that life deals us a lot of difficulty, a lot of blows and... and uh, situations that our faith is severely tested. I know there's nothing that we can just mock and make fun of and, 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 and say that's nothing, that, 
that's uh, that's you ought to you ought to really experience something. No, we experience things. We do, and I'm thankful the Lord knows. I'm thankful the Lord is able to step in. The Lord is able to put His arm around you and say, "I understand, son. I know what you're feeling, daughter." Praise God. And he'll speak peace. Peace be unto you. Those disciples desperately needed that peace. They were torn up. They were discouraged. They were in despair. Depression was settling upon them. Their Lord, the one they saw perform miracles, the one they heard teach, the one they saw walk on the water, the one they knew could do such amazing things, had died upon a cross. And they saw him suffer. They saw him die. They walked behind Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus as they carried him to the tomb. And they heard the stone grate against the rock as it was laid in front of that tomb. They knew it was over. They knew it was done. But oh, thank God, the Lord appeared to them. And four times he declared it, peace be unto you. He knows exactly what we need. He knows what we're going through. Praise God. So don't hold back. Don't make him wait. Don't see how long you can hold out. No, let's come to him. Let's trust him. Let's believe him. Let's surrender to him. Let's repent before him. Let's ask for his forgiveness. Let's obey his word. Praise God. Don't let the devil fool you. Don't let the world fool you. Don't let the devil cheat you. No, you come. And you give yourself to the Lord. Let's come and pray again here today.